Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Unexplained Phenomenon Paranormal Punk, streaming live from Remote Smith College Radio on WOZIQ 91.9. So, about cemeteries. Today I'm here to tell you a bit of the history of cemeteries, and why to me cemeteries are very hopeful places, and why you should definitely check out your local cemetery. So, like most things, Cemeteries in early America were very elitist. Early in American history, your grave was only generally marked if you're rich, white, and a man. Surprise, surprise. And I guess headstones are a kind of aspiration to immortality, so of course they reflect who is considered worthy of leaving a mark on history. White men got headstones because those people were considered as contributing to history. And also, transportation of enormous blocks of stone was challenging, so only rich people could afford it. In the 1700s in the US, uh, we were Puritan Central, so imagery was frowned upon, as was really any biographical information beyond um, just the simple names and dates, because that was seen as arrogance. And initially, cemeteries were seen as an offshoot of existing public spaces, and public spaces were fairly limited, so that meant that cemeteries were located in places that were already pretty heavily trafficked. Cemeteries were located in churchyards, town commons, and small municipal burial grounds. But in the 1830s, um, people were burying a lot of dead in a small space. And the late 1700s and early 1800s saw several large epidemics, um, especially of yellow fever. Um, at that point, the U.S. had been using the European model of burying people five or six coffins deep, which had the unfortunate side effect of occasionally sprawling coffins into the street. And also, during epidemics, it increased the risk of burials, so being a grave digger was a fairly risky profession. Later, um, cemeteries began to expand into designated areas in lovely Northampton, Mass., where uh, was accused streams from. Um, all of the graves were uprooted from the town hall and relocated to a new cemetery, which is now Bridge Street Cemetery. At this point, cemeteries became more like parks, and you saw visible markers of this separation between public life and cemeteries, such as the advent of cemetery gates. Cemetery gates kind of mark the liminality of space. You're traveling away from a life of calendars and sprinting to catch the bus into a realm where time is marked only by seasonal change and the slow theft of the names and days from headstones at the hands of whims of weather. And in the 19th century, you, uh, accompanying this transition to cemeteries as parks, there was a lot of very gentle imagery of deaths, of death in cemeteries. Think of lambs on graves or weeping angels or weeping willows. Death was the next phase of life. To be mourned, sure, but also coexisted with. Cemeteries were parks where you could hang out, knowing death would come for you, but for now it's sunny. And this had to do in part because people were dying frequently of causes that are nowadays preventable. Children and young people died with a far greater frequency in the past. Whether people wanted it to or not, death was a presence in people's lives. And as the U.S. as a whole moved towards greater industrialization and standardization, cemeteries went from a haphazard assortment of graves into more graded lines. The cemetery imagery grew more austere, morphing from an art form into quite often simply name and dates. Though I will tell you, sometimes names and dates alone give you a story. Thinking of a cemetery in Colorado Springs with an anticipated double grave, 
the man's name and death date is on their grave, but the wife has only a birth year. She's buried nearby, sharing a double grave with a different man. But anyway, you see this industrialization of cemeteries and that cemeteries become more regimented. Cemeteries also become more ignored. As medical care develops, people begin to die young less often, and death, in many respects, stops lurking at people's shoulders. In many ways, the world has gotten markedly better over the last century. Young people dying went from being relatively common to a rarity, so death receded, and more fear stepped in. Cemeteries stopped being a place of art and gorgeous landscaping and sprawling grounds into a more regimented place, and they became somewhere sadder, somewhere you went when the universe tossed you statistical improbabilities or when your aging relatives succumbed. Without death to be reckoned with daily, cemeteries receded. And I find a lot of hope in that. I find a lot of hope that humanity reached a time where cemetery visits were rarities. In an age where seemingly the world's problems are accelerating, cemeteries show the spam between birth and death dates getting longer on the whole. And they sh mark evidence that the world, in some ways, is getting better. And you know, as a side effect to <laughs> cemeteries being empty, I'll take the absence of living people especially now, during the pandemic. I'll enjoy my time in the cemetery. Enjoy that it's quiet in the cemetery. Enjoy that death stop becoming an omnipresent part of people's lives and can be in some ways cordoned off. I'll enjoy the sense of timelessness imbued by the mosaic of name and names and dates and enjoy sitting there with history. Knowing that, at least, at least in some respects, the world I'm living in now is one of the best times it's been to be a human. Empirical death rate-wise, at least. Well, at least before the pandemic. I'll enjoy this. It brings hope. And I'll enjoy the stories, too, of all these people past, told in names and dates and sparse biographical details. I hope you'll explore your local cemetery, too. So come, sit a while. Rest your mortal bones. You're here for now, in the sunlight. More tunes coming up.